How we feeling? Welcome to the How We Feel podcast. I'm Nate. I'm Joey, and we're two emotionally literate friends. On this podcast, we'll be talking everything from a place of empathy, emotion, and feeling. Welcome to episode three, Choosing Connections. Let's go. Connections. We all have a lot of them. Romantic, purely interpersonal, professional. How do we navigate them? What do they look like? Joey, I know you're passionate about these types of connections and candidly very mm. good with managing and, and navigating I your try, connections. I try. How do you do that? What does that thought process look and feel like for you? That's a good question. It's hard. I think choosing Oof. people as an adult is really hard. As a kid, it's we have the same color backpack or I like blue raspberry popsicles and so do you. And that's all Classic. it takes, right? Uh, right? But as an adult, it's so much more about purpose and intentionality. And instead of falling into or defaulting on relationships, it has to be uh, explicit choice. To me, relationships are all about reciprocated choice. I'm choosing you again and again and again. And when we no longer choose each other, then we fall out of relationship. So for me, I'm trying to figure out what are my values? What am I looking for in other people? What qualities uh, make up substantial relationships. I'm all about empathy, compassion, generosity, and Mm -hmm. humor. I want people who care about other people. If we don't align on that fundamental thing, I promise you we're not gonna have a relationship of longevity. And also, if you don't find me funny, I think I'm objectively funny, my therapist says so, uh, it's not gonna work out, right? Like, I can't explain my humor to you. It's like childhood trauma and uh, quick quips, like allegorical references. So that's what I'm looking for from you as well. What are you looking for out of your friends? What qualities do you look for in other people if you wanna choose a connection with them? That's a great question. I love, like you said, empathy. For me, that's a big one. Someone that I know will invest in me and be Mm -hmm. intentional in their actions towards me. A lot of times, I feel like, granted, here more specifically, a friend-type relationship with potential of romantic interest, Mm -hmm. a lot of times there's a space of just pure lack of intentionality. Mm -hmm. Of we're just kind of talking and Mm -hmm. we're just kind of... Who knows? Yeah. When what I look for in that type of friendship, it's like, I want you to like want, I don't even want you to. I just anticipate that you will be interested in me, mm-hmm. getting to know me and understanding me yes. because that's my approach. Ooh. My approach is, I mean, I don't want to sit here and I know people always talk like the small talk or the surface level, yeah. but when in reality, I mean, it's a cliche, but like, that's not what I'm interested in. I'm mm-hmm. interested in like, understanding showing up for being there for you Mm. rather than this dialogue of just like oh how's your day what's Mm -hmm. going on no like i want to i want to feel i want to i want to be there with you i want to sit there with you and 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 comprehend the place that you're in so for me that's that's something that i always look for and it's it's something that has has been a challenge candidly absolutely really 
committing to that idea in my relationships. And if it's not being reciprocated or offered, <laughs> accepting that and, and choosing to move on. And there's three things you're about to give us all the threads today. The first thing that comes to mind from what you've said is uh, this idea of uh, emotional specificity and vulnerability, mm. right? We can talk vaguely all the time. That's what people do, right? Mm. We talk vaguely with strangers or when we don't really want to talk, we say, I don't know, I went to college at the University of Vermont. Cool. That's a fact that happened. But if I want specificity, I can tell you it was the best and worst time of my life. I made right. lifelong friends. I navigated uh, feeling isolated. I was a brown face in a really, really white place. Mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders, maple syrup, Ben and Jerry's ice cream, right? Only like all that. those things. <laughs> but that's going to illuminate what my actual experience is like. And so when we're mm-hmm. asking questions and answering them, it has to cost us something. It needs right. to give us a true story, something sincere. Mm -hmm. If I want to get to know you, I have to put myself out there and tell my story to receive yours. That's Mm -hmm. the first thing that you said in there. Mm -hmm. And the second part is uh, when people aren't choosing us back, right? we can let them go and send them on their way, gladly. The third, I love myself. Do I even like you? Mm -hmm. Do I feel the need to earn you as a person? Or Mm -hmm. is our relationship reciprocated? Right? So Nate, I wanted to go back and touch on that second point of when we are letting people go and sending them on their way, how do you do that? What does that look like for you, especially in this day and age? No, I appreciate the question. I, I love those three points you're able to identify. And in regards to that second point, like you said, being okay with stepping into a space and letting someone go from our lives, mm. it makes me think of Granted, for myself, it shows up intuitively Mm. where if I'm in a relationship with someone or or going out with someone or have been getting to know someone Mm -hmm. or even an old friend, right? Mm. I kind of allow myself to get into, I mean, whatever it is, my usual thing in meditation, go on a hike, just kind of get away into a more calm headspace. And then I kind of just review, reflect on the relationship and a lot of, if not every time, the intuitive feeling will show up for me of, you know, it's it's time to move. It's It's time to to change the dynamic. It's time to release this person. Wow. And something that I, like I said, this process has been recent for me of really understanding and and feeling these these emotions, these these intentions, excuse me, intuition that shows up. But allowing myself to trust that. Mm. And as I release these people, Mm -hmm. I'm creating more space for the abundance that exists. And it even makes me think of yours and mine, your mine and yours, our relationship. Yeah. Where that's true. Not that I necessarily made room for it, but I was conscious of who was in my space. Mm -hmm. And I connected with someone that I look eye to eye with that very Mm -hmm. much reciprocates these things that I invest in in my relationships yeah Um, that for me has been powerful like i said having a connection to your intuition yeah joey on that third point you mentioned i i know it's something that you've been mulling over a little bit how how does that feel for you how do you navigate that space that's a great question but i want to go back to your second question first i love this house analogy right? Mm. Where each and every one of us has a home within us and we get to invite people to live there. And I'm always wondering, are people going to stay here permanently? We make up a room for people. Sometimes we invite people in and they never show up. And that's really sad. It's like a bed and breakfast and people didn't come to stay. They booked it, but uh, they wanted to deposit back. 
And then we have those who uh, want to live there permanently. Those are our friends of longevity, people we never have to question our relationship with. And last but not least, when people are leaving, like you've said, when we've disconnected from them, we have the opportunity to either transform that space into something that we love, whether it be a gym, a library, a surround sound, Dolby Digital movie theater, or we can make space for someone brand new to come and live there who actually respects that space and loves being at home with us, right? And so let me get to our third point, like we're talking about, do I even like you? That's a serious one because as a people pleaser, as someone who wants people to like them, I really had to reframe how I approach relationships. I can do it to anybody. I go to the grocery store, I go to Chipotle. I want you to have a memorable, meaningful experience with me. You serve me some guacamole and cilantro rice, right? Like this is not life changing, but for me, uh, I feel like I need to do that. And once I reframe my choosing relationships connections as uh, do I even like you instead of I want you to like me, it took the guesswork out because why am I pursuing a relationship with you if I don't even like you? I don't enjoy spending time with you. I don't feel brighter or fuller or more whole after spending time with you. What is the purpose in pursuing a connection with you? Nate, what does that look like for you in your life? Wow, that was so good. I love what you (laughs) said there. I really love that. I think, like you mentioned, in that process of being a quote-unquote people pleaser, that for me has been the same thing. Like I know that I can walk into any room and befriend, get to know, encourage Mm. anyone, Mm. get to know their story. Mm -hmm. But like you said, the missing piece was, will that be reciprocated? Is that something that I'm receiving as well? Mm-hmm. And like you said, and I'd almost take it even a step further. It's, a, it's almost like an equation in my mind. Okay. I love myself. Yes. Okay, we got to establish that. We got we to gotta feel that out. We got to show up for ourselves, get to know ourselves. Mm. Plus, do I like you? Wow. Equals a successful relationship, a successful connection, like you said, with the commitment to getting to know me. And for myself, the do I even like you part was was lacking, but the severe part was I love myself. Mm -hmm. And that part, allowing myself to step into that space and go, who even is Nate? Yeah. Like we've, like we've, we've mentioned previously, being able to show up in a situation and almost be a chameleon, right? Navigate mm-hmm. the space from, oh, I need to be this. I need to be really excited and extroverted. Oh, I yeah. need to be a little more quiet yes. and watching. I can do those things. I can do those things. Mm-hmm. But who am I? I love myself. I spend the time. I, I give the energy to myself yeah. to create this person okay. so that when I show up in an in an interaction, in a relationship, I'm showing up as myself, this yeah. person I love. Definitively. From that space, I can begin to question, like we've talked about, do I even like this person? Does yeah. Nate, this person I love and care and have created and, and, and show up for, does he like this person? Wow. That's amazing. That's phenomenal. Like you just said something so deeply profound, the self-actualization to step outside of yourself in the third person to say, hey, this person that I've crafted and created, put in the work in to know, does this person who loves himself like you? That's significant. 
Where I want to go with it is energy and ease, hmm. right? Hmm. After I've had an interaction with you, we've spent time together, proximate to one another, how do I feel? Do I feel refilled or do I feel drained? Do you hmm. make me feel good about myself, that I feel affirmed, celebrated, honored, valued, like you actually understand me? Or do I feel like you've taken away and didn't give me anything in return? Or do I feel negative? Do I question myself? Am I hmm. challenged in ways that are not actually productive, but like demeaning, dehumanizing, right. Right? right? Energy and ease. The ease part, when we are starting relationships or doing relationships in any way, they're supposed to be easy. I don't know Absolutely. where we got this like narrative that uh, ups and downs, we have our trials and tribulations, uh, things are difficult. Especially at the beginning, it's oh, not supposed to be like no. that. That is your red flag. You need to mm. listen to it and leave, right? Mm. Let it go. It, why are we arguing? What are we bickering about? What is there to disagree about? I barely know right. you, stranger, right? Mm. For us to be friends, I think it should be effortless. Like how I think about you, you're, mm. it's funny to me because uh, as I'm moving forward with adding new people to my life, I'm on hiatus, I'm using you as my gauge because I should be able to feel comfortable talking to you, right? Like mm. where I'm like, I've been friends with this person for the entirety of my life. It's right. not like I have to do all this work or I'm like, right. I'm like I said, the do I even like you? I have yeah. to make you like me. There's nothing to sell. I'm the right. best purchase you'll ever have, right? Like I am a one of a kind, uh, limited edition yes, action sir. figure, right? Yes. Pull my string and you'll get a catchphrase, <laughs> right? Uh, but it shouldn't be difficult. That's part of it. What do you think I, about that? The no, ease I, of relationships. I appreciate. It. I appreciate the question. I love. I love energy and ease. I think whenever I get nervous or worried about how I'm being perceived, it's important to check back in with me that I'm committed to offering myself mm. authentically, mm -hmm. sharing how I'm feeling. Hey, I miss you. Hey, I'm thinking about you. Hey, this is whatever it is. However they respond is not my responsibility. Ooh. However they respond does not define my value. That's something that I always click into. That's huge. I love that point. And with that, we'll be right back. You're listening to episode three on the How We Feel podcast, Choosing Connections. We'll be back in a moment with the Feel For You segment. Welcome back to the Feel For You segment. We got some tangible tips for you to apply what we've been talking about all episode. Nate's going to kick us off with number one. I love that. Yeah, number one, show up for yourself. Like we talked about in the equation, I love myself. Plus, do I like this person? Equals successful, happy, fulfilling relationship. What does my best self look like? What does that look like? Who is that person? Mm. Allowing yourself to be grounded in that, to discover, to create who you are. Repeat with me. I love me. I know me. Ooh, that's huge. I love that so much. Dang. The next one is expectation and anticipation. 
If someone texts me, am I going to text them back immediately? Do I look forward to seeing you? I know what to expect from you. I know it's going to be a good time. I'm going to feel great. It's like when I go see my nieces and nephew or my sister when she comes home from work every day. It is the highlight of my day. It makes me so happy. I'm filled with joy. I feel bright and light. And when I'm not getting those experiences or interactions with other people, that might be an indication I might want to let them go. Yeah. I love that. I think that's an indication I might want to let them go. I love Mm. that. Next one. Clarify the ambiguity. A lot of times in our relationships, there's a little bit of confusion. There's a little bit of um, lack of understanding between the two parties, between the Mm. two individuals. It's so relieving to be able to step outside of that and realize (laughs) you literally can just ask what the other person's feeling. For example, what do you feel about your experience with me? Mm. Then at that point, you have nothing to worry about. You know where they're at, obviously, and hopefully you're in touch with yourself and in tune with what you're looking for in the relationship by saying, I value spending time with you. I want to get to know you better. That's huge. That's so huge. Just say it. Question it. That meta moment of what are we? Right? Mm. We can use that Mm. routinely as much as we want. The last one is there's love on the horizon. I love this. People love us. There's people in our lives or in the world who've never said I love you, but they do have that feeling for us. That's significant. Mm. We love us. Like I love myself. Like Nate and I continually say, no one gets to take that from me. That is a definitive fact. But most importantly, there are people we have yet to meet in this life that will love us. Mm-hmm. We don't have to settle. There's more people on the horizon. Love is coming. Love is inevitable. Love is at the forefront of our lives, right? And so we can do meaningful things while we wait, right? Mm-hmm. We can love ourselves before new people are going to enter into our lives. Yeah. I love that. They're your feel for you tip. Awesome. Here we go. Thank you for joining us on the How We Feel podcast. There'll be new episodes soon. I'm Nate. I'm Joey. We're excited to have you along on this journey. We've got so much more ahead of us, including anger, uncertainty, social justice, and everything in between. Keep checking in with yourself. How we feeling? Peace. Where are you right now? Like, what's your lo- <laughs> what is your location? Because I'm like, I was like, wait, are you in like Utah or Colorado? Or like, all I know is the time zone. <laughs> he's out there, he's two hours I, behind. That's I literally all like, know. I know nothing. Cause I was like, I have like my sister's location and stuff, all my siblings. And I was like, oh, I don't have like Nate's like, I'm like, okay, we're not there yet. Like, it's okay. I don't need to know where he is at all times. But I'm like, where I'm is he? Like, like, where are you? I have no earthly like idea like you could be whose house are you at yeah <laughs> drop a pin um oh no i'm in salt lake city i'm in salt lake city i grew up oh, in colorado so that was okay that was uh yeah 16 we moved to salt lake and i've okay. been here for about a decade um but yes i am in the mountain west time zone two hours behind you okay in bad. that salt lake city 
It is beautiful. And I know you're in Columbus. Yeah. Go Buckeyes. Seabus. We love yeah. to see it. We